Hello, 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 and welcome back all of my beautiful friends from the internet. I hope each and every single one of you is doing just fine on this wonderful happy Tuesday morning or whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast, whether that be morning, evening, or night. I am your host, Luke Dick. Welcome to the Reddit Asks Us podcast, the podcast where we read and react to comments from r slash askreddit. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating, and also please leave us a review. Now, you can also answer this week's Reddit question. Yes, that is right. You can answer the question by clicking the description of the episode in Spotify. And then below the description, you should see this week's question, and to the right is a white icon that says reply. You will be notified when uh, your response is published on Spotify and you, as well as people within the Reddit Ask Us community and anybody else who, who accesses the podcast on Spotify will be able to see these responses when they click on the episode. And it is just a great way to get engagement from all of you wonderful, lovely people out there. So with that said... Why don't we go and explore last week's episode? So thank you all so much. We are consistently getting over 200 downloads every single week of this show, which is just unbelievable. And I want to really encourage, just kind of hammer home the point there about replying uh, to the replies. I mean, I, I get replies, which is amazing that I do, and I'm so thankful. But please do uh, reply to on Spotify because I just love hearing from you, and I can't imagine... Uh, being disappointed by hearing from any more of you. So thank you all so much for doing that. So uh, we got two replies from last week's episode. So last week's episode was, what was a moment you were so ashamed of yourself? Alas, so um, Phil Savannah says, mine was when I hooked up with the pterodactyl girl again after weeks, (laughs) weeks after walking in on the event. Hands down, that is so funny. Gotta say, though, best I've ever had. Keep up the good work, LD. Thank you so much, Phil Savannah. I can't remember what episode that was where Phil commented this, but Phil told us a very interesting story about... And it kind of explained to the audience what a pterodactyl was, and I guess that means you're kind of getting entered in by all the orifices you have, and you're also in doing other things while that's going on and he walked in on this and then he also i guess hooked up with this girl that's fucking that's awesome man that is just a great story um so thank you so much phil for commenting and it's weird that um whenever i hear the word whenever i hear ld as like as like a nickname i always think of larry david because that's what they call him in curb your enthusiasm everyone they call him ld so you, so any chance that I happen to get the nickname LD, I'll definitely gladly accept that um, because I love Larry David and I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Shout out Curb Your Enthusiasm and shout out Larry David and shout out Phil Savannah. So thank you so much. Next uh, one comes from Bill. In class, some, girl, some girls asked me if I was going to the school volleyball game that day and I said no because I was going to go home to play video games. Makes me want to die every time I think about it. Hey, man. Don't even beat yourself up about it. I am like the most oblivious person ever. I literally once had a girl. Oh, this is so embarrassing. A girl, like my girlfriend at the time, we were home, like alone in her basement, hanging out, 
and literally every like two seconds she would like lean closer into to me prompting for me to kiss her but i just didn't because i was so like i like oh i don't know how like it works in my mind but my my i don't i don't i never want to um what's the word assume like I just don't want to assume like I don't want to be that guy like I feel like it's just I I hate making first moves I can't stand it because it's just I don't want first of all of course I've got a deep-seated fear of rejection that makes its way all the way back to my childhood no it kind of does but but for real though I mean who doesn't fear rejection but like I don't know uh I I just I don't want to feel icky and gross and just like I don't want to feel dominant, you know what I mean? Like like in that sense, like like I control the situation, like I'm going to control the outcome here. Like I'm just going to kiss you and like that's me doing this and like it just feels forceful. Like I don't like being like that. I like but then again, it's like well then how do you expect a kiss to ever happen, right? Like you kind of just I don't know. I I don't even really know how I've actually ever had a kiss up until this point. I don't I have no clue, but don't worry, Bill. You are by far not the only person who's experienced that all right why don't we just hop into so thank you all so much for commenting i hope you uh comment on this week's episode as well what's the best example so this week's episode is what is the best example of it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it that you know of so i'm not gonna you know make that the episode title or go through all that i'm just gonna be like what's what's an example of somebody who ruined their reputation or how do you know somebody who ruined their reputation um and i need to do a better job of answering these questions myself before i start the episode because i mean there was one teacher at our school who was caught doing some things even though this person was highly revered at the school and really well liked among the students but once that information was found out maybe maybe less so maybe less maybe less so maybe it did, didn't take very long for that reputation to be you know flush down the toilet um all right first one comes from hate cookie me i worked at the same company for 10 years and had an excellent reputation some wild stuff went down and all the managers except for me had to be replaced my reputation was fine at that point then we hired this crazy guy who was lying and saying strange things a lot then he was sexually inappropriate with a customer i reported all of this to my boss this crazy guy made up ev- made up even bigger and more compelling lies about me. They believed him. I didn't do anything fireable, but they transferred me to a different location. I was told that I needed to shape up to save my job, despite 10 years of maximum raises and promotions and glowing feedback. Two days later, the guy was fired by HR because a customer reported him for sexual harassment. Nobody said a word to me. No apology, nothing. I quit in January. Fuck Office Depot. (laughs) office depot so apparently there is some there's quite a bit of misogyny going on at office depot so i mean maybe that's not too far off from the actual office you know like the tv show that can i can see that as being an office the office the office episode so that is very unfortunate that that you yeah like get get out of there you got to get out of there because I can't believe you lost your reputation because of that. That is, you didn't even do anything wrong. That's whack. Um, next one comes from Flapjack Mickey. Yes, but in a good way. He ruined a bad reputation. Oh, interesting. So my cousin is special, which is to say autistic. You can just say he's autistic. You don't need to say special and put that in quotes. That's 
that even that kind of you I think you might be working backwards there. You can just say he's autistic. You don't have to say he's special. That's a little it's a little that's a little boomery. Okay, that's a little that's a little a little bit of millennial cringe. So my cousin is aut- autistic, which is nothing wrong or has autism. As such, he got sheltered as a child and teenager by his mother and came into adulthood as a spoiled, sheltered man-child who could barely function socially and wasted his money on stupid stuff. Basically, he was like Chris Chan, but didn't make videos of himself. He went incognito from 90% of the family when he was like 23, 10 years ago, and did his own thing away from the rest of us, and nobody complained about that. We heard him about... We heard about him getting jobs and losing jobs, getting into fights with people, doing drugs, etc. But turns out it was exclusively the bad stuff that got around. Last Christmas, as it turns out, he was clean, no drugs, uh, that spoiled. Though that spoiled toxic attitude he used to have was gone, and he was cooking burgers for everyone at family Christmas dinner. Wow. They were delicious. He'd apparently been holding down a steady job for the last six years hadn't been in a fight for about that long and refers to his drug years as my stoner days and jokes about them. My stoner days. When I was back in my stoner days when I was smoking crack. <laughs> but the five minutes that... It sounded like he has a sense, he has a sense of humor but about it. So I, I'm, I'm taking some liberty with this one, folks. But the five minutes that really turned his reputation around, my sister started choking on an under-chewed piece of burger. We were all talking amongst ourselves and didn't notice, but he did. He left the stove, ran over, started palm striking her in the back, and got her to cough up the big lump of unchewed burger and bun. We didn't notice anything was wrong until the first strike. Once she coughed it up, he nonchalantly said, Yeah, there's your problem. Like a mechanic noticing there's something wrong in an engine, gesturing to the lump. He showed us all that day and, and proved to all of us that we were completely wrong about him. Or at the very least, we... What we knew was severely outdated and negatively biased. Well, that's a very positive story. That's we don't often hear that on Reddit. On Reddit, we often hear the very opposite. It's tends to be tends to be the other way around for most situations like that. But that's that's good. That's good. And also, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't refer to your cousin as special anymore. I wouldn't do that. I don't think that that's. I think that that's a little outdated. Okay. I think the information that you're getting, you know, about about your cousin. And about society at large in general is that we don't we don't really call them you know people with mental um, you know challenges uh, d- special anymore. That seems to be a little a little degrading, but um, but that's really a wholesome story though. So thanks a lot, Flapjack Mickey. We so next one comes from Eight Legged Squirrel. We had a guy on a super big important call where my boss's boss's boss was speaking and some guy comes off mute in front of 300 people and says, don't get why we got to be on these stupid fucking calls. They're all just talking their ass out their ass anyway. They're just here to say, oh, look, and cut off way high up guy that was speaking. Darren, guy that was talking trash, finished that sentence for us. What? What do you have to say? Silence. Come on, Darren. Don't be shy. More silence. Okay. Moving on. That's so tough. That's a tough one. Yep. That's this is the this is the the paradox of Zoom. It's so convenient, but until you say something bad about where you work, you know, then and you know what you know what I don't get though? 
about these like Zoom calls and stuff is the people who don't wear pants. It's like, yeah. So are you honestly sitting there comfortable just wearing a shirt and not wearing pants? Like I would feel so exposed. Like I would at least, even if it, even if I wasn't going to wear pants, I'd at least wear shorts or, or sweats or something that I feel like underwear. Really, bro? Like, don't you feel a bit like Winnie the Pooh type of beat? You know what I mean? Like, that come on bro like that's a little breezy a little breezy for me okay a little too a little too chilly down there all right i think i gotta package things up make sure things feel cohesive you know but um yeah that's definitely a tough one that's that's a tough one especially if they're a high up it's like well why don't you could just tell us how you really feel but it's tough because at the end of the day some companies are whack you know and if he was just voicing his honest opinion just got caught in between a rock and a hard place. Next one comes from Darren Edwards. A minister in my hometown died of autoerotic asphyxiation. His congregation didn't even hold a service for him. His family disappeared within a week. It was like he had never existed. Jake, Jake and Rick three replies and says, that's kind of sad. Of all the prob- problematic sexual tendencies that pastors and priests are known for, ha- known for having, this seems so harmless. Well, not harmless, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. It's like you could have found out a lot of worse things about your priest. All right, you know, you know, like a, like I don't know, you know, it seems a little silly to think that you know priests haven't done or are not known for for much worse things than that. Okay, like, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna speculate here, okay, that, 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 I think there are a couple, couple worse things that, that could have happened, or could have information you could have heard about your priest, you know, and I think autoerotic, autoerotic asphyxiation is, well, you might be disappointed, but I guarantee you're not gonna be as disappointed as if it was, what you're hearing about a lot of the other priests, you know, you know, all that stuff that made a lot of people, you know, like leave religion, you know, all that stuff, you know, the, the actual illegal activities, you know, the highly illegal and extremely immoral. I don't think autoerotic asphyxiation is, is immoral. You know, some people just, that's, that's how they get off, man, that they're having a good time. Okay. Now it's not our place to judge. All right, it's not our place to judge someone, you know, who likes a little, you know, like to, to be choked out a little bit, you know, just like Darth Vader type, type, you know, people just like to be choked. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, what is wrong is all that shit that the other priests are doing. Now, we can have a judgment about that. All right, so I'm starting a petition. All right, we don't we want to be judging this priest too much okay let's let's uh let's honor him a little bit you know it's a pretty it's a pretty hardcore way to for the for the priest to go out you know if anything i respect him you know he was he was on top of the world okay at least he died doing something he loved all right died doing something he loved can't 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 discount him there all right next one comes from uh joyce chaotic whatever Director of a place I worked sent an employee a dick pic as a long shot. Oh, my God. 
I don't know if that was supposed to be a pun, but that's a really bad pun. Just kidding. It's awesome. Fuck. Employee was at a party where she promptly showed other people wondering what the fuck just happened. He had access to her phone number, but she had never willingly given it out uh, to the director for any social engagements. Obviously, he went through files and found it and thought it would be a good idea. Yeah, let me just invade someone's privacy and send them an explicit photo that they would probably not want to see even if they had uh, my number in their phone. You know, let's just why don't we just go ahead and do that? Because that's just going to make that dick pic just hit even harder, you know? That's really what people enjoy. Not only did you send me a dick pic, but you also completely violated my privacy. Wow, it's like a two for one there. Um, wonder if you got a discount. The worst part was is that it was it was a picture of someone else's. Oh my god, someone else's dick that he was claiming to be his. Anyway, he came in after his weekend, and after a brief HR visit, walked out. Oh, his wife worked there too, and they just had a baby. The workplace is like high school, so everyone knew what happened about two hours after he walked out. Marriage and career ended in the speed of sending a text. Small, big industry, and the news got around fast about the whole ordeal. At the time, the place I worked at was in California, and the place that happened was on the East Coast. Oh my goodness. And I... I, it wasn't even a former coworker who told me the story, but my new manager who had never even worked at my old place. I then asked a mutual friend, my ex-husband, if the rumors were true. He confirmed as it was right next to the employee who was as, oh my God, he was right next to the employee who received the text and unfortunately saw it with his own eyes. That is awful. What? I'm trying to like, there's one thing I skipped over here. I'm like, oh yeah i saw this this kid on tiktok oh my god he does such a good job oh my god he's so funny i can't remember his name again i'm really sorry i could find it but it's like he did he did like this impression of that like 30 year old coworker that you have at your job when you're a teenager and he's like he's like um we should smoke together yeah we should smoke together sometime yeah how old are you 16? Yeah, we should totally smoke together. We should totally smoke together. Oh, you don't... You're busy? Oh, okay. Well, um... Or no, he was like, he was like, uh, oh, am I married? I'm not that old. I do have a few kids, though. Yeah, but we should definitely smoke together sometime. And he's like, do you, do you have a license? Do you need to ride it after work? We could even smoke in my car, and then I could drive you home? Or we could go back to my place? Like, oh my god, he's... It's like your 30-year-old co-worker... And you're like, oh, it's so icky. You, I just know so many people like that. It's just awful that that really does happen in real life. I could show you the back of the kitchen and we could smoke. <laughs> it's just constantly wants to smoke. Always wants to smoke. Uh, next one comes from Pesky Cat 42 Prince Andrew did a good job of keeping a relatively low public profile for years after his divorce. The work uh, he was assigned to didn't require much tv then after epstein's accusations or the epstein accusations that interview must have been the most excruciating thing i've ever watched i imagine he walked away thinking he had done a good job and yet for everyone that watched it it was the nail in the coffin oh my god how do you even like i don't even know what was going into his mind 
when at the peak of accusations, he's just like, yeah, let me go on TV. I mean, honestly, if like in my honest opinion, I'm actually really glad that it happened because it's like, yeah, we all did get to see, you know, the moment where, you know, this guy was, you know, obviously guilty, which is a good thing for society because we're like, you know, we're like, yes, like, let's go. Like, this guy's obviously a fucking pedophile. And he obviously just gave that away. But, like, if you're him, yeah, what, like, what are you thinking? Like, yes, I've just been accused of, you know, pedophilia. Maybe I should go on television. Yes, and talk about it. Mm. Oh, and Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yes. Jeffrey, yes, yes. I knew him. Yes, yes. We're great friends, yeah. I mean, well, not that good of friends. No, no, no. Definitely not. But, uh, but great man. Great man. Love him. Love him to death. Love him to death. Love that man to death. Would take a bullet for him. Absolutely. I love him. He is my idol, really. But we're not that close, though. Really not that close. <laughs> really... No. Couldn't be different. Couldn't be any more separated. Couldn't be any more different. Nope. Not like him. But I love him. I do love him. Don't like him. But I really love him. Yep. That's me. Fucking idiot. But at the same time, yeah, that's just what guys like him are going to do. Which is awesome. Because, you know, now we can publicly shame him. Next one comes from the BFG420. This reminds me of the guy who sold his com old company a truck uh, to a used car dealer and ended up seeing it in the news with some terrorists in the Middle East driving it, mounted guns and everything on the thing with his business and his name painted on the side. Great advertising. He was forced to close shop after because of the bad rep. Sad when you think about it since he didn't deserve it, but a great example. Yeah, but at the same time, you think if you're going to sell your work truck to just, like, random people that you might want to just take off your logos and your number, you know, you you know, if you're shutting down the business, you might as well just, you know, go the whole, whole way, you know, you might as well not really skip over any, any parts, right? You might as well. At the same time, you know, obviously, you're not going to, you're not going to know, like, oh, yes, I really hope that my truck gets used by a terrorist organization. But, um, yeah, I, I can imagine he would have got a, a quite a few interesting phone calls. Quite a few interesting phone calls from that from that whole situation. That would have been very interesting. Yeah, are you the, are you the plumber who's associated with ISIS? Oh no, that's not me. I sold my work truck. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Never mind. Sorry I called. Wait, were you looking for an ISIS plumber? Yeah, I prefer my plumbers to be full-on terrorists. Um, oh, this is a good one. Hybrid Octopus says, The backlash on Will Smith for the slap. Yeah, that was big. He definitely... I lost a lot of respect for Will Smith at that moment, too, because I was like, Will Smith has been such an a fundamental integral part of my entire childhood because you know I spent my you know my preteen years you know watching Fresh Prince you know and then like once we got Netflix and stuff I watched the entire show and you know I Robot was such an iconic movie Men in Black 
Like it just there's so I am legend. Um, I watched Hancock when I was a kid. Like there were just so many movies that Will Smith has been in that were so like fundamental to my childhood. And when I saw him slap Chris Rock on stage, I was just like, really, bro? Like, like why? Like what? Like, do, you don't think that there was just like even just a slightly better way that you could have handled this? Like even just, even just like a minute, you know, change in behavior. You don't think that there could have been one little thing that you could have just, you know, just just before you stepped out, you were like, well, maybe I should just, you know, think about this and maybe just talk to him backstage or have a personal conversation with him before I slap a man in front of the entire world, really. You know, that seems not like the greatest, the greatest decision-making skills right there. But yeah, he lost a lot because of that. And like, I can't remember, but I think he was like slotted to film like a movie or something. And then that got dropped or I, I don't even remember. But yeah, that's, that's tough. And nothing ever really came of it, you know, because I think Chris Rock and him must have had some sort of conversation about it. But that's just, it was weird, man. Next one comes from Thirsty Weirwood Roots. My father grew up believing he was an honest, hardworking, and loyal man. While he was absolutely a hardworking man, finding out when I was 21 that he had another house, woman, and child 20 minutes down the street that he went to on his frequent business trips dispelled the notion that he was honest and loyal. This is, like, how... How do you keep this up? Like, how how do you have a whole separate family? Not only that, they live down the street. How do your kids not know each other? It's like, yeah, um, Jimmy, uh, I wouldn't play with that kid down the street. He's fucking weird. He's just a weirdo. I don't like his parents, and I don't think you should hang around him. Oh, well, I, I met him at the park today, and... I actually really did like him. I thought we could be really great friends. If you ever see that kid again, then you're not leaving the house. You're grounded forever. That's how I feel about this kid. All right? So you're not allowed to hang out with him literally ever. Okay? If you see him, tell me about it. All right? Because I'm trying to know. And run. Run in the opposite direction. Come back to this house immediately. I think, honestly, that he's going he's, he's gonna to kill someone. He's going to kill you. I think he's going to kill you. I feel that. Yep. I just feel the energy. He's a killer. Yep. Don't go near him. Like, how do you... How can you have a... a like, a mental conscience in your mind that's being like, Yep, this is fine. This is all fine. Being constantly paranoid and juggling these two completely separate lives. 100% cool. You know... That seems like how could you how can you have that mentality like yeah two separate families you know completely lying to everyone in my life yeah this is fine this is this is light work all right uh reply from long shank shank in another life i would conduct a study slash write a book slash do a documentary on men who have two separate families not just men who cheat, but men who have two separate families. 
all of the effed up behavior, this fascinates me to no end. I knew a guy whose father was a lawyer and had a family a few miles away. Everyone found out after he dropped dead in his office. My wife's college classmate's husband, airline pilot, had a family in another city. I'm sorry to hear about what you went through and possibly continue to deal with. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, I'm making jokes, but yes, that is awful um, that that you had to find that out. But at the same time, it's also just like, you, like your dad, like, what the hell? Does this guy work for the fucking CIA or something? Like, is this guy top fucking NSA intelligence that we got here? Like, FBI, recruit this man. Like, he literally hid an entire family, you know? Like, how's that? How The one guy, the one people are talking about here, what... Hid, hid a family and the only way they found out was after he died like how do you possibly how, can, how do you coordinate that like no no and like not only does this man need he doesn't need a wife or a, he doesn't need a mistress alright no 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 I need a family alright I don't want to be paranoid about about meeting up with my mistress I want to be paranoid about going to my other son's soccer games you know I, I want to be paranoid about seeing other parents that I know at those games like, what is, what is going through your head? How do you not live in a constant state of paranoia? I bet you the way he died was a freaking heart attack. See, it was like, God damn, I can't handle this anymore. Um, 15 Cent comments. Next comment says, American Ninja Warrior winner, winner Drew Dressel. After years of training, competing, and coming up short, he finally won in Season 11 and became just the third person to ever achieve total victory and won the million-dollar prize. Months later, he was charged with... Oh, God. No, Months later, he was charged with child, you know, crimes. The court case is still ongoing, and he could face years in prison and massive fines. And to state the obvious, he will likely never compete again. Oh, God. What is... What is wrong? Why are so... Why? Why? What is up with these... But fucking pedophiles, man. Like, why? I just don't... I don't I don't get it, man. It's just... This is... I think this is getting out of hand. Alright? I think we, we need to do something about this. Alright? I think we need to really discourage this behavior. I saw on news... On the news, um... Larry Nasser. In case nobody knows who Larry Nasser was. He was like the medical... Um... The chief medical excuse me, chief medical officer or whatever, and worked at Michigan State University uh, for the uh, USA Gymnastics, the women's, U or the female Jew USA Gymnastics. And he was like, you know, let's just say using very different and strange techniques to you know, on some of these young women he was dealing with. And then, so he got sent to jail, obviously. And I, and I just heard today that he got like stabbed like a bunch of times, but he's in stable condition. It's like, damn, that's an L. That's a fat L. You just wish that just, you couldn't just God, get him a little better, you know, just, ah, it's one, one strike a little harder. But I think he's he's definitely on watch now, so he's he should be. I don't I, I don't see I don't foresee that man uh, 
living a long life. Let's just say, let's just say that. I don't, I don't really see this man living a long and pros, prosperous life. I, I, I can't see it lasting too much longer, you know. Um, you know, he can adopt all the, all the health principles he wants, but I, I don't think that that's, I don't think his health is what's going to be coming after, after him, if you know what I mean. Next one comes from Muffin Man Ate Your Mom. How about the lady who tweeted something racist right before a flight, and by the time it landed, she was canceled and fired from her executive job? That took five seconds, not five minutes. It's going to be a record. Here's the edit to the link. Okay, let's see what we can do. The Guardian. Justine Sacco, PR executive, fired over racist tweet. Quote-unquote ashamed. A woman sacked as communications director of the New York-based Internet Empire Interactive Core, Corp, <laughs> Corp, Corp have uh, made uh, for having made a puerile tweet that linked AIDS with race, has issued an apology for the millions of people living with the virus. Her tweet was, "Going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white." What? the what how do you even how do you even have a job how do you how do you get a career when like you don't think that they screened like they would have had to ignore some red flags there's no way you tweet that and that's your only racist tweet like we need to put some more pressure here on interactive corp for hiring this woman like there's no way you just tweet something like that and it's like oh my god I had no idea that, what's her name, fucking, what's her name, Justine, there's no way you tweet that and are like, and work with her, and are like, oh my god, Justine's racist, like, come on, get out of here, like, this is not happening, like, there's no way, this must, like, we need to put some more responsibility on the company, alright, if someone's going around saying some racist shit, then, okay, I think we need to be a little bit, you know, cautious about 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 keeping this person on our payroll. You know, there's that that there's not that that's not the only one. Okay, that's not the only time. And if there's she's tweeting this, then I guarantee you they've said she people have overheard some probably much worse things in the office. So that, that this doesn't pop out of nowhere. Oh my god, I had no idea they were racist. Like people tend to keep that stuff fairly surface level. You know, I I've, I haven't met a lot of you know racists who who keep that inside that tends to be something their racists are pretty vocal about so interactive i hope i hope you guys figured out you know what you're doing all right uh slade next one comes from slade rip rock my former boss in politics who was hugely respected within his party and had a secretly recovery and a secretly recovering alcoholic got so angry about the opposite party winning the election that he fell off the wagon and then drunkenly sent an emails to what would be his new boss calling him a Mormon sister fucker. He was fired and went on a bender for some time after that, ended up having to leave the area and move to the East Coast in order to get work. Yikes. That's tough. Um Reply from a stranger says, hi, says, I used to work for a humanitarian aid nonprofit. My old boss was the sweetest, most wholesome, super Christian woman I had ever met. A year after I left the job, I read an article about how she kidnapped two kids from an event she worked because she thought the father was a Satanist or something. 
he was an atheist. <laughs> I would have never pegged her as that kind of Christian. That's, I think, certifiably batshit insane. All right? Um, my buddy Sam said that one time he was, like, in Texas or something, and he some kid was like oh i'm i'm christian like what are you and or like or like are you christian or something and or like or he said or like or and he sam was like oh i'm like you know i'm an atheist or something because his parents are religious and whatever and, and apparently this kid's like parents like took him away like they were like yeah, don't hang out with that little boy anymore he's uh he's raised by the devil you know he's He's not going up with the rapture. When the rapture happens, he's he's being left behind. In fact, he's probably going down. Like, um, yeah, this person's an atheist. How about I steal their kids? Because that's a really moral thing to do. You know, Christianity just speaks to me. You know, you know, it just, you know, tells me to follow the Lord and don't lie and, you know, be faithful and to... Steal kids, you know, just when they're not Christian. Just class your Christian activities. You know how it is. All right, folks, I'm going to end that for today's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Reddit Asks Us podcast. Remember to answer this week's Reddit question in uh, the in Spotify, um, and you will be notified when your post is published. Thank you so much for listening to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. I am your host, Luke Dick. If you're watching, listening on YouTube, remember to like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating and also leave us a review. Thank you all so much. Peace out. Love you. Bye.